Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. morning and welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health podcast. This is Olga Hayes, your host today. So 2021 is here and for some of us it means fresh start, clean slate and possibly making New Year's resolutions. But at the same time, the idea of setting a New Year's resolution for 2021 may strike us as a little exhausting. You know, after a year that thoroughly upended so many people's lives, the year filled with loss and pain and grief. Most typical resolutions that we usually make, you know, like exercise more often or travel more or budget more or lose weight, all of those resolutions seem somewhat inappropriate. And it certainly doesn't feel the new year, new me scenario many people relish around the 1st of January. So on today's episode, um, we decided to talk as a team, as a Sharpness Health team, we decided to talk about maybe not resolutions per se, but things that we would like to focus on in 2021 and also how 2020 changed our goals and intentions for the future. I am here with my wonderful colleagues, Megan Sperling, manager of Sharbest Health, and Janice Chinkoanko, site support specialist for Sharbest Health. And we are just going to have this wonderful, wonderful discussion today. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Olga. It's so good, good morning, to be with Olga. You. And hey, hey Janice. Hey, Megan. <laughs> this oh. is an exciting topic. Oh, my God. I am so excited to chat with you today. Thank you both. For your time, I know how busy you are. Oh, sure. And but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit. I mean, we're in the middle of January right now. Can you believe this? So <laughs> this, yeah, we wanted to record this podcast a little a couple of weeks ago. It just conflict of schedules. However, we're doing it right now. I don't think it's too late. Nope. So no. the end of a year, which was 2020, right? Last year, whatever goals and resolutions we set for ourselves last year have all gone out of the window, right? Yes, definitely. Crazy, unforeseen thing called the global pandemic. And I think because of that, a lot of people are reevaluating their plans for 2021 or their goals or resolutions for 2021. So I kind of, I'm wondering if you are even making New Year's resolutions for 2021 or you know, if the uncertainty surrounding the COVID-19, we are still in the middle of the pandemic, right? It's it's going to mm-hmm. take a few months for it to get better. So if the uncertainty of everything that's going on kind of made you pause and not make any resolutions, because if anything, what we learned from last year is we can plan, but uh, it doesn't mean that we can stick to our plans. We don't know what's going to happen day to day anymore. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Janice, um, I I think that's a a good place for you to chime in. Maybe you go first uh, with sharing your thoughts. Uh, I I appreciate the way you kind of teed that up, Olga. Those are good questions and good thoughts. And I'm sure a lot of people are saying the same thing. Super philosophical. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious to know what what you guys think. And hopefully this will make some of our listeners, you know, think about that as well. 
Yes. So thank you, Olga. Yeah. Uh, thanks for letting me kick off, you know, with my non-resolution. So, of course, just like many others in years past, I've made resolutions around eating healthier, whether that be incorporating vegetables in sneaky ways um, in my smoothies, you know, or in exercising more. And, you know, the pandemic did allow me to change gears this upcoming year. And so I've chosen this year to live by a mantra. So for 2021, I'm living by the word manifest. So I'm a true believer in the law of attraction. And this year, I feel that manifesting thoughts um, throughout the year with a positive attitude, as you both know, and many of you know who are listening know my job entails, you know, rounding in the nurses stations, rounding throughout the hospital and always having this upbeat attitude. But it does take energy to create that attitude. And it does take, of course, positive energy to draw up within myself to manifest that across, you know, our sites at Sharp. And so I believe that this year, you know, manifesting these thoughts with a positive attitude and outlook um, is exactly what I need right now. Um, and I can, you know, tailor that throughout the year as I need to, you know. So I stand by the notion of doing something today that my future self will be thankful for. And so that's how I see myself for this upcoming year. This is one of my favorite quotes. I've seen it many, many times. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. I love this. This is so wonderful. Yeah. And, and so, love, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Janice. Oh, I was just going to say. And so with that, um, I'll just share a little example. About three weeks ago, I had ordered tulip bulbs from the East Coast because, as we all know, our beautiful, sunny, hot, warm weather makes our soil very hot. And so we cannot, this is like a gardener's term, we cannot naturalize tulips here in San Diego because of where we live. So I had this company send me tulips that were in a cooler for I think three months sent to me and I had to put them in our ground or actually put them in pots as well. And so in a few months, hopefully by end of March or early April, I'll have tulips. So I'm doing something, you know, a few weeks ago that my future self will be grateful for. So I cannot wait to see the joy of these flowers. That's fantastic. And, and I love the idea of having, instead of a normal resolution per se, but, you know, really, really letting your intentions for the year be based on a specific phrase or a specific mm-hmm. word. I've heard of people doing that and some people saying that they have more success when they're just sort of thinking about things. It kind of is yeah. less like I'm going to lose five pounds or lose 10 pounds and more of I, this is a mindset that I want to adopt. Yes. Yes, exactly it. Thank you, Megan. You nailed it. You know, it's it's interesting. I could almost steal a little bit of your your theme um, to talk about my um, relationship to to resolutions this year. But I'll I'll start with just by saying that, you know, Olga, you asked the question, how how did did COVID, how has uh, um, the pandemic changed Mm -hmm. your your approach to resolutions and also are you are do you have resolutions this year mm-hmm. and and I have to say that I my resolution this year was to not have any um, <laughs> oh, trying, oh I see what you're doing I see you're trying to get out of this conversation <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean okay. I think we all have kind of a um there's an acknowledgement that most people don't aren't able to keep resolutions, right? We, we, but, but even with that, there's an, there's value in, in self-assessing and asking yourself, what goals do you want to meet for yourself? So even if most people, I mean, most people have read the statistics, read the, the, some article that comes out this time of year saying resolutions, most people aren't able to keep them as exactly yeah. as they were designed, mm-hmm. but most people, but it still helps you to kind of reframe what you're going to focus on that year. 
And so for me, my goal was to not set expectations for myself other than um, really feeling gratitude that I am safe, yeah, yeah. currently healthy. Um, yeah, yeah. I have a wonderful job and just sort of uh, sort of taking stock. And so if I was going to have a, a resolution this year, it, I, I would say my resolution is to, to be kind to myself and to um, really just practice gratitude for what's happening in my life mm-hmm. and let myself off the hook, frankly. My resolution is to not have expectations for myself that are unreasonable or, or out of the scope of, of um, what I try to do every day. So, you know, again, kind of rounding back to what you said about having sort of a thematic word for the year, you know, gratitude would probably uh-huh. be mine. Um, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. plan on sharing a, sharing a here's my word, uh, but that would probably be it for me if I was going to. And, and Janice, what you said kind of inspired me to want to share that. So I, I think that if also if I was going to um, say anything to people out there listening, you know, being kind to yourself is probably a good perspective to, to have at this point. I agree, Megan, with you not making a resolution this year. It makes total sense. You know, given the collective trauma and uncertainty that we all experienced in 2020, the last thing we want to do is put more pressure on ourselves or set goals that may not be realistic during the global pandemic, right? So I I think not making any kind of resolutions is a good resolution. Um, (laughs) And I also like that you kind of, you know, you didn't even use that word. And neither did Janice, like we're not using the word resolution. We're saying intentions. We're yeah. saying this is what I would like to focus on. But resolution kind of implies this sweeping goal that we we are forcing ourselves to achieve. And as we all know, you know, a lot of times New Year's resolution fail and that a lot of time leads to a sense of disappointment and sense of kind of, oh, I, I just failed. And this disappointment is the last thing we need, especially during this difficult year. So we don't want to set ourselves up for that kind of stress because it's going to be really, really hard to cope. Um, and kind of on that note, I wanted to say that my intention for this year is very similar to Megan's in a way. Um, I, I do think it's important to practice kindness to, mm-hmm. uh, to, our, to ourselves and self-compassion and you know self-compassion is basically giving ourselves the same grace that we might give to someone who we care and love right who is in the same challenging situation and i think this is something that is really really missing in my life i feel that we i really care about a lot of people but i don't really care enough about myself. So this would be a year where I'll try to practice self-compassion and be kinder to myself and really, really learn to do a lot of less negative talk. (laughs) And so this is just an intention for me. There is a lot I need to do to learn how to do it, right? Self-compassion is something that is such a big concept. So how do we do it? So a couple of things that I think can help me get started is first, treat myself as I would treat my best friend or Mm -hmm. any friend, like I said before. And that is just a simple start, right? Think about yourself as you would think about someone you care about. The other part is becoming a little more self-aware. 
And as I mentioned before, really tapping into the self-talk mm-hmm. and kind of instead of beating myself up for something that that I didn't do or failed to do, um, kind of change that internal narrative and turn it into a positive starting point for changing how I think about certain things. And um, the third one or the one that I think I can probably focus on is be more self-acceptant, right? Acceptant or? Accept, accepting. Accepting. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, no one is perfect, but I, I, I do think that, you know, you, you always strive to be better and there is nothing wrong with it, but it's okay to have, you know, shortcomings and flaws because guess what? It's not all you are. You also have strengths and wonderful characteristics about you. So self-compassion is not is not about over-inflating these shortcomings, but really focusing on the strong and positive um, things in you. And only see those shortcomings as maybe, you know, behaviors, states, but not defining who you are. I know this is a lot, but I, I've been thinking a lot about that. And I really, really think this is something I need to focus on this year. So, you know, Olga, um, I, there's kind of two thoughts in my head when you were sharing all of that. One is that I would suggest as someone who's known you for almost a decade, I would suggest that a lot of your uh maybe sort of self-talk that isn't as positive uh, from a work perspective is because you are so dedicated and you are such a high performer person and have uh, such a high standard for your work. And I'm sure it translates to um, lots of other parts of your life too. You're just a really, really high achieving person um, as is Janice and as is Emily. And so when you're, when you're a high performing person, you tend to expect a lot of yourself. And I think that 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 Sharp is full of people that are working really, really hard to be as effective and as, as high performing as possible. And so there's probably a lot of people that resonate throughout Sharp with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and my resolution I've d- that I've just decided that I one is that I'm going to make sure that I am um, uh, supporting you guys and recognizing you even more, um, m- more than I have been to make sure that we're, we're celebrating each other's many, many, many strengths uh, throughout the next couple of years. And uh, I, I think that reminding ourselves and each other to be kind to ourselves helps us to remember to be kind to each other, our, to each other too. So yeah. um, that's just sort of what my, what was going through my head as you were talking, because I was mm-hmm. so moved by what you were sharing. Yeah, it, I kind of, you know, it's definitely very, very new. But first of all, thanks for what you said. We we are so lucky to be part of Sharp and part of this team. But you're right, it's it's so different. It's so different from what we usually do when we think about our New Year's resolution. It's, yeah. you know, we're tapping in our core values more so than into some very traditional goals. And that's that's foreign to me. And it, it seems like it may be foreign to you and Janice. So, <laughs> so any support we can give to each other as we're trying to do what we just said we would again I hope not to put a lot of pressure on each other Um, (laughs) right so there will be no checklist there will be no checking points every three months with each other on this but supporting each other and just be kind to each other is is a wonderful wonderful place to start for all of us yeah I agree yeah Um, what do they say what a wonderful 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Janet. They say, you know, we're our own worst critic. Oh, and yeah. So, right? Yeah. It's, it's Hello. something that gets thrown out there a lot. And so, yeah, um, just being yeah. confident in our work and what we do. And, you know, we see our employees happy and that just keeps us going. Yeah. And there's one more thing that um, I think might be relevant to this conversation, relevant to a lot of when you talk about self-compassion, that is a key factor for um, increasing your resilience and reducing burnout. And I know that those are words that people are hearing a lot and they eventually are said so much they start to lose meaning. (laughs) Burnout is a real thing. Um, uh, Everyone is feeling it. And I think a lot of people are feeling it to a, a, a um, much higher degree, depending on where you are in the system. But I wanted to just, uh, remind folks out there that we have the Joy Cultivation Program at Sharp Best Health that you can find by visiting SharpNet. And the second module, it's all designed to, to help you your happiness through burnout reduction. And um, one of the key areas, I think it was the second module that is focused on self-compassion. So it's, 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 it is a scientific fact. Um, self-compassion is a practice that you can learn. It's a practice that can help you to reduce your risk of burnout um, and your sense of burnout if you're already if you're already feeling it. So I just uh, wanted to, um, you know, provide that that specific opportunity people have they want to learn more about. Thanks, Megan, for mentioning this. This is a wonderful, wonderful resource, and we'll make sure to offer more information on how you can access this resource in our show notes. Anything else, ladies? Anything else you would like to add to this conversation before we wrap up? I think you've covered I think we've covered it beautifully. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time to talk about your non-existing New Year's resolutions <laughs> today. <laughs> and I, I guess the takeaway is really not to not to put any more pressure on ourselves than we have to. It's gonna be difficult few months, so we should just kind of go with the flow and maybe let go of the idea of resolutions altogether and and trust that we will intuitively be driven to make the changes that are right for us when it's time to do so. And whether that happens in January or February or March, they're going to happen, right? So I hope hope everyone enjoyed this conversation and I hope it was thought-provoking for for our listeners. Mm -hmm. And we would love to hear from you. Please tell us what your intentions are for this 2021. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for tuning in and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you, Olga. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.